0: hey y'all it's your girl dr nina and i hope you guys are having the most amazing february seems like it was just yesterday it rolled in and now we're almost to mid-february but with that said today on now that's life we're going to discuss narcissists how to know you're dating one and how to get away fast okay this is not just dedicated to dating practices but also family friends neighbors whoever hopefully these things can continue to help us be more well equipped build a better mindset more positive personal development and also focus on our standards and I did this one because so many of you all wrote into me to at least get the full definition of narcissistic personality disorder what it is what it's not those types of things and so I wanted to make just kind of a topical podcast about this so let's delve into it i'm your host dr nina ellis Kirby. i'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of texas and louisiana i'm a licensed specialist in school psychology a nationally certified school psychologist an associate and tenured professor and a certified professional life coach and this is the now that's life podcast Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Before we get started with this topic, I want to mention and thank you all for heading on over to YouTube on Sunday when I held a live about 10 ways to know that you might be dating or dealing with a narcissist. And this, again, was just an entryway into learning more about it. And it was almost like a classroom and you guys seem to enjoy it. I have linked it in the notes below. With that said, I want to make sure that you guys know that I love... I love to hear from you all. So if you feel like you are getting something from this podcast, make sure that you post it. Make sure that you, you know, at me on the posts and let me know what you're enjoying. I usually get the chance to write back as well. Make sure that you're sharing it and also just kind of coming over and chatting with me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter where I do respond to most if not all comments that I get. So I wanna make sure that you guys know where to reach me and also to chat with me and even give me some feedback or some things you would like to hear about or ask questions, just just that. We just love to chat over there. So make sure you check out that video again, it is in the show notes and that may give you some precursors to this. And those of you all that were there will find that there are some similar elements to this podcast and that live stream, but it's going to be very good for you to hear some repetition so you know what you're dealing with. I absolutely felt compelled to do today's show because so many of you all write into me asking me about narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder, just wanting to know a bit more and getting a hold and a grasp on it. Like I always tell you guys, this is not meant to replace work of a licensed mental health professional. However, I do want you to be able to identify key behaviors and situations that you may be putting yourself in that could be detrimental to you or to those you care about and those around you. I also want to make it clear that narcissism is not just something to be confused with being self-confident or self-absorbed. It's a true mental health disorder that is again called narcissistic personality disorder. And I placed some links down below for you to be able to look at some clear and specific things on narcissistic personality disorder, but also some things on some specifics like gaslighting, which we'll do a whole nother show on because that can be totally separate from narcissism. But This is not for you to diagnose anyone. I want to keep on repeating that, but to recognize those unacceptable behaviors. I feel like y'all need to be hip to the game, just like any of us, and need to understand some of those things to watch out for to protect yourself. Now, I've adapted some of my chat from the Healthline articles that I spoke of. And I want to talk about some of the main characteristics of narcissistic, per, narcissistic personality disorder. And I also want to say something. Nothing about this is black and white as with any disorder or any diagnosis or whatever. Um There's not going to be the same exact behaviors in anyone, right? So, if I talk about these, you might see some, but not all. You might see some that are higher up or happening more often than not, whereas others are not happening as often. That's because there is no absolute. No narcissist looks the same. No behaviors are going to be exactly the same. And that's what can be quite confusing about this one. But Main characteristics include some grandiose sense of self-importance or thinking you're high and mighty or more than what you may be. Preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty or ideal love. So just making up in their heads what they think something should be and what it should not be. And if it doesn't fit that, it's not worth it at all. Also beliefs that they're special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. They start to have this like, grandiose mentality that um, they are just above it all. They're above everyone. They don't have to talk to you. They barely even have to spit on you if you're on fire. Like it's really can be that bad. Um, But there's a need for excessive admiration, sense of entitlement, interpersonally exploitative behavior. So Anything they can get out of someone and use someone for, they will probably go as hard as possible on that as they can. There's a lack of empathy and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But there's also envy of others or a belief that others are envious of them, even if they're not. And then demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors and attitudes. Now, again, like I said, this is not black and white. And so some people will show different signs and it's not going to, it's going to be across what we call a spectrum. So you might have a spectrum of behaviors that get more progressively worse or less or depending on the types of behaviors that are being described. But honestly, if you're dealing with one all in all, you need to be concerned and keep yourself and your loved ones safe. Very safe, guys. So let's get into some things you might see and I want to quickly touch on those because we're probably going to do more episodes. I don't want to throw everything at y'all at once. But one thing you might see is at first they pull out all the stops and they're charming AF. Y'all know what that means. AF. They're very, very charming. So in the beginning, they might love bomb you. Everything is about you. They love you. They love you. They just met you, but they think you're so special. You're so amazing. You're so great. You're just blessed. You're. They just need you. And Any of us that have sound mind, yeah, you might really feel like you have strong feelings for someone in the beginning, but you know how to ride that wave and see what you're getting into and kind of time your timeliness in terms of, expressing those feelings or how to express those feelings or letting those feelings develop and grow naturally anybody that's trying to love bomb you all hard that's probably because they're trying to hide something or gain something from the situation yes you're special you're amazing okay i'm not saying that well taking that away from you however do not be fooled by people that try to roll out the red carpet before the red carpet has even been earned. Yes, mutual respect is important, but somebody love bombing you like that is quite a red flag the interesting thing about this love bombing with these folks is that a lot of times it's not going to last and I'm not even going to say a lot of times nobody can keep that up and it will only be a matter of time or it usually is a matter of time before you start to see the cracks and you start to see what's true and what's real and what's not and also the fact that they can't keep it up and it totally flip-flops and changes and can be based on a lot of different things. So they can't keep it up. They can't keep that love bombing up. And in fact, they don't plan to. The next thing is they don't have or have many consistent long-term friends. And you might even see this with their family members that people have really distanced or distanced themselves from them completely. And what you might also see is that they just claim that, you know, everybody... Um, has done them wrong, or has been wrong, or complete idiots, or something's absolutely wrong with them, and that's why they're they don't have anybody in their lives. But anyone that has no one, and when I say no one in their lives, I mean so many of us have small tight circles, but we have someone. We have someone that's more consistent in our lives than not. We might not talk to them every day, but they mean a lot to us. We can correspond with them if we pick up the phone and call them. We usually can get in touch with them within a few days or so. And this person probably won't have any of that because people have already seen through them. They've already offended everyone in their lives completely. And possibly they have done things to endanger people that has kept them away. They don't want anything to do with them. And whenever you see that, That might be a high level indicator and they might have every explanation in the book, but you have to wonder why a person has gotten this far and no one is attached to their lives in any real way. The next thing is they hijack your conversations and haul conversations talking about how great they are now. Yeah, we all can get a little self-centered and want to bring the conversation back into us. But we're not just talking about the regular old bringing the conversation back to us and maybe speaking of ourselves a little more than normal. That happens. However, this person is no matter what you talking about, is always Way too much. And I'm talking way too much. There's that person that loves fun facts. I'm one of those people. I love to talk about things and relate to people on many different levels, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a person who you're like, you know what? I've been reading this really great book. I really enjoy it. And then all of a sudden they like, you know what? I wrote 12 books. You know, I really enjoy writing books. And I'm actually a bookmaker too. I know how to make books. And you like, what? Like, never knew you wrote a book, never knew you even wrote, and I never even knew you knew how to make physical books. Like, it's always some ridiculous, grandiose thing, and it happens anytime you mention anything you're happy about something that you're studying, getting into, something you're advancing to, and you'll notice that they always hijack it. They have to take it and they have to make it their own and make it way better, not just better, not just better. We all have played the one-up game, but I'm talking about 10-up. I'm talking about a 10-up. Like they gotta make sure you feel the pain when it comes to how much they know more and what they've done more of. It's going to be way bigger of a story the next thing is they seem to pick on you all the time and I'm not talking about the regular pick on you like oh, you think you cute or you know, you silly or you know, things like that. It's gonna go from I'm just joking to more passive aggressive to more direct like a smear campaign. So usually what ends up what ends up happening in these situations is it'll seem like, oh, they're just joking. Like it might be like, yeah, you love wearing those red shoes, don't you? You know, instead of you know, maybe the direct Do you have different shoes or maybe I don't like those shoes, whatever it is, but they're going to kind of play it off. And even if you get offended, they're going to easily be able to say, oh, it was just a joke. I'm just joking, you know, and it's convenient. It's convenient to shut down your emotions or feelings towards that situation, which someone who truly cares about you won't want to do. They'll probably want to explore why you feel that way and try to help you understand But they're gonna do that. And not only that, it'll probably increase and get worse and worse the more and more they test you and see how you respond to this critical nature. And it's very critical because they're going to be really picking at you they might even start to pick up on things that you've told them you're insecure about because in relationships and in families and friendships we become more intimate and we share more of ourselves this person might bring up the very thing you've asked them not to bring up in front of people or around certain things or at certain times you might have even told them the triggers that you have but they do it anyway and they'll probably guys it with, like, man, don't take it so rough. I'm just joking with you. It wasn't meant to be taken that seriously. And that, ugh grinds my gears more than anything but that is really related to this because they're wanting to disguise what they're doing to you but also it makes you just loopy enough just weird enough just off enough to start to really investigate it but also you're also testing the waters because you might continue to allow them to do it and then try to find ways to explain why it happened like oh they just like to joke with me oh they're just you know maybe i'm being too sensitive you'll start to doubt your own mind which is what they are masterminding at they are such master manipulators and this is one of the biggest things that you know is notable is that joking piece and picking on you and it can go from very small to very big and to really impact your self-esteem and self-worth the next thing is they feed off of your energy and your compliments. And while we all love compliments, don't get me wrong, we love to hear great things from the people we love, we care about, and they'll be adore, and we want to know that we please them or that they're happy with us or they feel some kind of great way about something we're working on. But these people they need to feel good about themselves they are not truly self-confident so in order to get their feeding from you they're going to fish for compliments they might continue to talk about you know i you know been wearing these shoes every day and i just know they look so great until you're finally like yeah those shoes look amazing or you know, I've been walking around all day and I just know I look so good. And you're just like, yeah, you look amazing. But then you notice after a while, they never say anything to you. They never tell you how great you look. They never do anything that feeds back into you or your quote unquote ego or the way you feel about yourself, you know, because people we love want us to feel good. And so they compliment us because they love us too. Not because because you don't Uh, you know need that or that um, you don't deserve that but we also love to see the people that we love usually feeling good and so that's something we add in is to make sure that we compliment them on the way that they look the way that they dress the way that they groom themselves and these folks might not ever do that to you but they might fish for every compliment in the book they want everybody to notice how great they are I call it peacocking they just really peacocking in order for everybody to notice this next one is something that i plan to do a whole show on so i'm gonna kind of breeze onto it today but this one is really scary. They gaslight you or they do things like blatantly lie, falsely accuse others, they spin the truth and they even distort reality with all of this. So they're looking to almost create drama but in a way that might not seem like they are directly related to it or that they are the direct cause of it. And they get a feeling from this something about this feels really good to them and so some of the signs of gaslighting which is a really good control and manipulative technique um, include you no longer feel like the person you used to be if you've been gaslighted for a long time you start to feel like man maybe I'm not this person, maybe I'm not that great, maybe I'm not all of that. You know, they've continually beaten you down, weather beating you over time, that it really starts to take effect. And believe me, like we mentioned in the last, the last issue there about energy, it doesn't matter the positive or negative energy, anything they can get from you and know they're taking it or taking you down, it feels good and it can feel good to them also you feel more anxious and less confident than you used to be and so you might have been this person that was full of energy full of life full of of happiness full of hope but you find yourself hopeless you find yourself sad you find yourself always walking on pins and needles because you don't know what's coming next you don't know the next time you're going to be thrown or hurled an insult you don't know when you're going to hear something passive aggressive that doesn't necessarily show them to be the monster that they may be but it makes you feel bad and you don't know when that's going to happen and so you're kind of tied to this identity of being at the mercy of this person which narcissists love. Remember how I mentioned that sensitivity? You'll often wonder if you're being too sensitive and so these people might make you feel like your reaction or response to their behavior is not what it should be because they know that they've done something to offend you but There's nothing wrong with them. So there must be something wrong with you. Okay, Um, so they won't acknowledge those feelings. So all of a sudden, because of the lack of acknowledgement of your feelings, you start to feel that you've overreacted or done something wrong because of your sensitivity to the situation. I've learned that gut feelings are real. And while I'm a scientist, yes, I am. I still believe in gut feelings. And if it doesn't feel right, it's usually not right. So if someone consistently makes you feel that way, you may want to check on where that's coming from or why and if you really are being sensitive or not. Um, Also, you feel like everything you do is wrong. No matter what you do, it's still nitpicked. It's still told, you know, some way it can be improved or changed. There's nothing about you that's solid enough to really measure up or be good to that person. Yes, we can always improve, we can always do better, we can always move up. But as a partner, as a family member, as a friend, sometimes you have to offer to someone that where they are is good while they're working on themselves. You don't always have to critique everything about them. And sometimes narcissists, not sometimes, most narcissists will continue to do that. Um, also, you will always think that it's your fault when things go wrong. And so you might always find yourself thinking, I'm the reason why that happened. I could have done something better. I'm not good. I'm not as good as i believe it will really leave you in a frenzy and you're apologizing often with that so you'll start to always explain yourself and always feel the need to apologize for everything you think feel or say even if there's no apology needed just because they will always make you feel as if you've done something wrong so you'll always consistently be in that hamster wheel of apologies and explaining your behavior you have a sense that something's wrong but aren't able to identify what it is and with gaslighting that's what happens it's all about confusion and control and so if you're confused you really don't know where your feelings are coming from and you don't know if you're going forwards or backwards backwards or forwards you're really concerned about the way you feel but you can't put your finger on exactly what's wrong and because you can't do that you start to feel inadequate you start to feel as if your radar is off and maybe you are being too sensitive maybe you are taking things too hard maybe you are but a lot of times you're not (laughs) and you need to check those feelings and understand where that's coming from also you often question whether your response to your partner is appropriate and that fits back to what I said and you make excuses for your partner's behaviors point blank and period you might start to find yourself even making excuses to your friends to your family they might notice certain things and they might call out certain things and you say oh well they're going through a hard time at work oh well they don't really have a lot of friends or family and oh they're just acting out because they feel a b and c you know when that same mercy or grace is not given to you when it comes to them I hope you guys are enjoying this episode and we're going to have a few more ways to identify some of the behaviors of a narcissist that might be seen and as well as some ways that you can start to work on self to move forward from that type of relationship. So we're going to come back right after the break and we'll finish up. Y'all, we are back from the break, and I'm so happy to continue to educate you guys on some of these general things that might be associated with a person that is displaying some symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. Now we left off with gaslighting, and now I want to jump right in with they may lack empathy. Now this is important because this is something that no matter if you explain until you're blue in the face. How you feel and how they made you feel and all of that they really will not understand it they're not even trying to understand so the translation for them lacking empathy is they don't do emotions that belong to others So hear me out again. They don't do emotions that belong to others. They only understand their own point of view because it is perfect, it is righteous, it is amazing, it makes the most sense, even if they make no sense at all, especially not to you. And the thing is, they will never be able to put themselves in your shoes, walk a mile in those shoes and see how even their own behaviors have affected you. Furthermore, if you come home and you have an issue and you're expressing it to them and you're being open, you're being transparent, they're going to probably, you know, dismiss your stuff and dismiss how you feel and the anger or the upsetness or the sadness that you feel as if it's nothing, you know, but when it comes to them, they want every eye on their problem. They're not gonna know how to really switch places with you and say, hmm, this person needs my care. They need my love right now. They're really all about them and that's it. That's all you're gonna get from the situation and trying will probably only make you more upset, uneasy and feeling more inadequate and also less fulfilled period. The next thing is they think they are right about it all and never apologize. They won't necessarily see a disagreement as a disagreement. They'll just see it as something where they're teaching you the truth. Everything is a lecture. Everything is a teaching, a lesson you need to know. It's it's something that, you know, is a little bit, I know, triggering for most people. And I know triggering even for myself. <laughs> and I have to watch it Um, that, you know, you can't when you're in a loving relationship, something like that, you can't always lecture to people. That's not how people are going to learn. You learn with love, you learn with caring, you learn with kindness. Narcissists don't speak that language. So it's easy for them to just preach at you at all times because they're correct at all times. They won't hear you, they won't understand you or your concerns, and they won't take responsibility for their part in an issue. And they don't ever try to compromise. And a lot of times if they do apologize, it comes with a big but. It's never just left at a common courtesy of apology and really feeling and honing into you needing that apology because it helps you to feel more fulfilled in your stance and also helps them to helps you to see that they acknowledge you. They usually won't give you that, at least not purely. So even if they say, I'm sorry, it might be like, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have done that to me. I'm sorry, but you were wrong for this. You know, it's never a pure apology. It's always something intermingled with how they're perfect and how everyone else is not. And that's a big red flag and something to watch because you want people that can do introspection. They can leave it at, yes, I'm wrong, I messed up, let me leave it at that, I'm I'm, I'm just that. I'm going to have to be human here and realize that everyone's not gonna see things the way that I do and I need to make sure that I compromise so that I also make the other party happy. The next thing is they don't really like or try much to define a relationship. So they tap dance around it like Sandman. They're going to be dancing all around it, y'all. I'm so serious. If you used to watch Showtime with the Apollo, imagine that every time you try to get a definition of where you are, where you're headed, what you're doing, where you're going. It is a very interesting situation. They will dance around it. They will find ways to get you away from asking those questions. You want to know why? Well, some people don't want to commit, but usually that's clear and you get this. Even for some of the grimiest of people, we might want to call them. They still will tell you, I'm not in it for a relationship. I just want X, Y, and Z. You know, at least you're clear on that situation, or at least they show you clear behaviors that exhibit that. Now, narcissists usually want all the benefits of the relationship, but maybe searching for another supply of love that they think is superior. Because believe it or not, even if a person is not quote unquote better than you, if they find that there's more benefit coming from that person, they might want to leave themselves open to bringing that person in the more supply they have, the better they feel about themselves. Remember, it's all about pumping up of self. It's all about self, not selfishness, but more selfishness on steroids, right? So they need the type of supply. You know, sometimes they even think the bigger dogs that they get, if they get big dogs and they get to, you know, really mess with them and mess with their lives and mess with their livelihoods, they feel more fulfilled. They feel more fulfilled. Whereas many of us will feel a natural urge of embarrassment, sadness, not very proud of ourselves. They feel even better and they feel fueled by that behavior. And that's why they're so dangerous finally, more specific to the dating realm, but also family and friends realm. They panic when you attempt to break things off or move away from them and they lose it or act out when you actually do. And that's what they call a smear campaign. So, you know, they might, as you start to move away and they start to see you slipping away, they might start little manipulation tactics that love bombing might come back. They might start to do the things that they know you enjoy that they stop doing. They might start complimenting you again doing all these nice things just to get you back and when that does not work and you actually break it off that's when they become gross and when I say gross you might see things like if you're dating this person you might log onto your computer the next day and they're already hooked up with a new person they're already taking pictures with the new boo they're already posted up on some island somewhere they're already changing their relationship status they're already doing things to show you how little you mean to them how little and minuscule you are in order for you to feel negatively about that. Or they might start bad mouthing you to your friends, your family, other people, or even stealing your friends, right? Stealing your family members and starting to get to them before you can because most of us with some sense, don't go and speak really badly about someone, we might tell the truth, we might tell what happened or the occurrence of events, but we're not going to smear that person's name. And when I say smear, taking it up 10 notches, talking about things that shouldn't be talked about sharing intimate secrets, or maybe even juicing it up or going back like if a person told them, like if they were dating someone, and they said, you know, about a good friend, you know, sometimes she gets on my nerves, they might go back to that person after you broken it off with them and say well you know she don't really like you or he don't really like you at all and they said it they always say they hate you they can't stand you you know stuff like that to really amp up the drama because they feed off of that and they know that that's going to cause you pain and disdain and they get their energy from that. Now I've already expressed all of these things that you can look out for with narcissists like I said we're going to revisit this in another show but one thing I want to also give you guys in leaving this because we've talked about both sides of this and we've talked about things that you can do and things that you might see in spot. But if you're dating a narcissist, around a narcissist, working with a narcissist, what do you do? If you're leaving a relationship, you want to prepare to end the relationship without drama and anger on your end. Yes, you might be upset that a person got the best of you. You might be upset that a person has said untrue things about you, that they've manipulated with you, manipulated you. They've toyed with your emotions. They've caused a great amount of disdain in your life, in your relationships, all of that. But... You have to sit back and think about the situation clearly so that you're able to walk out of it without doing the most with them. Remember, they feed off your energy. So if you give them any kind, positive or negative energy, they're going to take it right out and zap it out of you. And they're going to take more from you than they already have. So keep that in mind. The next thing is constantly remind yourself that you deserve better. You don't deserve this treatment. And if you thought it in your mind that something is wrong, it probably is. Now, some of us are quite empathic. And some of us really do take on a lot of sensitivity. And we have to watch that. But most of us can trust ourselves enough to know when we've crossed the line with someone when someone has crossed the line with us. And we can be clear about that. So really remind yourself, you know what, I didn't deserve this. And I stayed for this. And that's my part in this own up to that, right? Accountability is key, because you are not necessarily a quote unquote, perfect person in this situation. But staying around, you need to really think about why that happened. Why did you continue to engage even when you knew something was wrong? Also strengthen your relationships with your empathetic friends. Those friends that actually can put themselves in your shoes, the ones that really do care about you, the ones that do question you about your relationship decisions, the ones that have your back. They're not just yet yes men. They really want the best for you and they're going to ask you the hard things. They're going to ask you why things ended. You want those people around that you're able to be honest and open and compassionate with and allow them to be compassionate with you. Like I said, they probably will tell you about Yourself and they probably will remind you of some of the things that you did because they don't want you to fall back into that same behavior. And so, you want to surround yourself with those real people that can see where you've come from and really help you to get to where you're going. You also want to build a support network with friends and family who can help remind you of what is reality. Because when you leave a relationship or a situation, whatever it is, with a person who may be a narcissist, believe it or not, they're going to leave you feeling uneasy, unsteady, unstable. Um, And you might start to think that about yourself, even if you're still equipped with the things that are necessary to move past this situation, they make may make you feel like you don't. And they may tear you down to basically nothing. They might take your self esteem down or your self worth down. So you're doubting yourself and your abilities. But the biggest thing you can do now is start to really get around that network that can remind you of who and what you are. The people who have watched you grow, the people who were there before this narcissist stepped in, they can remind you of where you come from, but also remind you of what you need to get back to. And that's important. The next thing is also, you know, with that, urge your partner to go to therapy. If you're in a relationship with them, And you're not staying around, you don't have to say it in a nasty way, but you may say, you know, there were some specific things and mentioned specific behaviors that I saw that made me a little uneasy in our relationship. And these might be some things that you choose to work on should you choose to go to therapy. And I'm not saying that a narcissist can't get better because I get that question a lot too. A narcissist can if they are dedicated to the cause, to changing for themselves to actually identifying their issues and not thinking that they're perfect, they may stick through and get a bit better. However, a lot of narcissists don't think that anything is wrong with them. So it's hard to treat someone who thinks they're perfect. Okay, so keep that in mind. The next thing is, get a therapist yourself. When you survive narcissism, there's something that happens to you. <laughs> There's something that happens in the brain. There's something that happens across your body, your mind, and your soul connection. You want to make sure that you're really alleviating that. And I know I have a lot of people who follow me that are Christians that really do believe in their spirituality. And I believe in that too. But you need the assistance of a mental health professional to help you get past this point. I always tell y'all faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith in the world, but when you've been Highly affected by someone that has high levels of mental issues. A lot of times it leaves you with residual issues and you need to work through that, not just through prayer, but praying and doing the work. Okay, and the work is possibly needing to go to therapy to deal with your specific issues so you don't find yourself in the same situation and you also don't find yourself thinking less of yourself. And if you are thinking less of yourself, you want to repair that as quickly as possible. Y'all that is all for today. And because I plan on doing more shows on narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder, or even just the symptoms that might be seen. I want to ask you guys a direct question. Could you send me an email at hi drninaellishervey.com? Let me know some of the topics within this or other topics that you have so that I can know what you need to hear from me. Um, I want to make sure that I give that to you and that I offer that to you because I know that these are important things that we need to be hip to. So stay tuned for more y'all. Subscribe to know when I post my next episode and sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellishervey.com. And you'll also receive my free eight day supernatural video program. And you can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at beautiful brown baby doll or dr nina ellis Hervey. now make sure that you keep up with me come on over to the youtube community wall and answer some of those polls so i can know what you want to hear what you want to talk about also like i said that free a day program is going to help you get some jump to some skills that can really help you live your best life so i hope you guys enjoyed today i know it was something somewhat of a heavy topic that's been requested but I really wanted to give that to you guys so I thank so much I thank you so much for listening thanks for being here with me Dr. Nina signing out peace